From runasradio.com, you're listening to Run As Radio, the internet audio talk show for IT professionals with Richard Campbell. This is Brandon Wen announcing show number 761, the power platform in 2021 with guest Heather Newman. Recorded Friday, January 8th, 2021. Run As Radio is produced each week by Sound Thoughts, LLC. For more information, visit soundthoughtsllc.com. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash runasradio. Thank you, Brandon. This is Richard Campbell, and thanks for listening to Run As Radio. Bringing back one of my favorites today, although you have a new bio. It's Heather Newman. When last you were on my show, you were an MVP, but you are an MVP no longer. Correct, Amundo. Oh, Hello, my goodness. Richard. Hello, everyone. Yay. <laughs> you crossed over. I did. I did. Well, and I, I think officially I'm I'm a crossover, but I'm a boomerang, actually, which I've been told. Because you've been in before. Yeah, yeah. 18 years ago, I was a blue badge at Microsoft. Oh, my a goodness. Meaning employee. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, so, and I wasn't a, an employee for long. It was about a year. Um, and then I was back doing vendor consultant work for, I gosh, since then, actually on and off. So, mm-hmm. yes, but I'm officially back uh, in, yeah, in the fold. Uh, I'm leading uh, Community for Power Platform. Nice. Uh, yeah, with Charles Lamana and under James Phillips. So, yeah, super excited. Really interesting that. group of people. And I had a chance yep. to talk to Charles before. Uh, yep. And certainly one of the topics I hit on in my top of the year sort of IT in 2021 show was to say, listen, as IT people, like ignore the power platform at your peril. <laughs> you know, yes, this agreed. could easily be the new SharePoint. Like you, you want to put some governance around it. You want to give them enough room to do stuff. But we're making new developers with this stack. The, the yeah. main thing you want in a power platform person is domain expertise. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily technology skills. So, you're gonna, you know, I, the other way I looked at it was to say, ah, it's a great way for people to ruin their careers. You, know, like, <laughs> you used to have a real job. Then you showed aptitude at the power platform. And now that's all you do all day long. Congratulations. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, no, it's really exciting. The the low code application platform that it is, is I, we have so many great stories. And since I've joined just learning more and more about it because I, as you know, I was on the office apps and services side for right. such a long time and I came up through SharePoint and then teams and office 365. And so, yeah, so for me, it's uh, one, I've noticed that there's a lot of our people from the, that side of the house that yeah. are on platform yeah. and, you know, made the leap with power BI five years ago as well. Right. Started working on those things um, for the data platform. And, but yeah, there, there's a lot of crossover and especially, you know, with our and how it connects into teams these days, you know, we're just going to see more and more of that um, crossover, you know, divisionally, both like us internally, but also externally as the products work together. So, Absolutely. yeah. yeah. And, and we could spend all day talking about Power Platform, but I've got that show <laughs> elsewhere. You and I got immersed in a, in a, in a conversation just about, uh, I, I mean, I almost loathe the term work-life balance. Yeah, but yeah. It's almost to me. It's almost like are my tools helping me do the things that I need to do to stay well and to be yeah. productive? Like we call them productivity tools, right? But near as I can tell, mostly they're telling me what I need to do, right? Like <laughs> yeah. I said this on a talk one time or another podcast where I said, "Is the only thing in your schedule what other people want you to do and take out the garbage?" 
Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Point. Yeah. I have the, uh, I'm going to, I'll plug a book for a friend who you should totally have on yeah. who you, Debbie Ireland, uh, out of Australia. She, uh, she runs the share the point, all the conferences and a bunch of training down there. And she just wrote a book that's called work life balance. My arse. <laughs> and it's excellent. Um, and, uh, yeah, she's a big, you know, so many people know her in the SharePoint world, but you should totally have her on to talk about the book. Oh but, yeah, um, I know. But it, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like yeah. I said, it's, it's sort of a silly phrase. Like we all have a work life and a life life of one form or another, yeah, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know what balance necessarily means there. Well, especially now when our work and our life uh, from home, you know, that it, it's sort of like how you would say, you know, the, the, that parentheses on the end right. of like now, now it's so blended in, in so many ways that it's almost you, I, I feel like, yes, you have to have more balance now more than even ever yeah. you know of being able to have boundaries and to shut off and to i don't know bring in some trickery using these technology tools yeah. that we have you know yeah well i also think like office 365 talks to you a lot about concentration time and like the, the yeah. weekly email where it sort of says hey here's what you did in office 365 this week have you thought about and sort of make suggestions like blocking out time for focus time and how much time you're spending on meetings that kind of thing so it's, it in some ways i feel like the tools have gotten better that they're sort of reminding us of what we're actually doing versus what we think we're doing yeah absolutely the my analytics and yeah the you know cortana if the for the microsoft stack obviously but yeah, yeah i really I do appreciate that stuff. For in a while, I was sort of like, "This is so Big Brother. What are you doing spying yeah. on my?" You know, <laughs> but but when you actually take a second and read them and go, mm -hmm. "Oh gosh, you know, I didn't follow up on that thing," and oh, maybe I need to, you know, having that be on in the background, learning about you from just how you work and what you're doing, I think is great, and yeah. I really appreciate it. It's just I'm not used to that. You know, I'm not used to that coming up in the background and have it, I'm not used to having help. How about, what does that yeah, say about yeah. me? No, you've been worked alone. But you know, they, you know, in robotics, they talk about the uncanny valley, right? That you can make, as long as the robot is cartoon-like, everybody likes it and so forth. But as you try and make it human, but yeah. it's not quite human, there's suddenly like a revulsion response. Mm -hmm. And I wonder yeah. if we don't, we dip into this with technology every so often, right? When the tool reminds you, I've been watching what you've been doing. You right. know, that, that, that triggers that response. I think it's very challenging to present that information because it's not, you don't, I mean, you don't necessarily know if it's sharing with anyone, but it's like, right. listen, you and I work together and this is what you seem to be doing, right? It's not that yeah. different than a person who shares a cubicle with you, you know, being able to say those things. Yeah. And it's like Delve, you know, the Microsoft product Delve. Yeah. It's like, you want to see what your team's working on and who's doing what? I mean, that's a delve into, you know, that life and history and all of that stuff. And I actually really appreciate that in some way, because sometimes I can just go look something up and not have to bug somebody. Yeah. It actually reduces friction or, yeah. or to go, you know, or, you know, skip that step of who's working on X. You yeah. can actually answer that question yourself, you know, not based on any sort of ritualistic or hierarchical mm -hmm. model, but by, yeah. based on the actual data in the system. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I love that too. Really interesting. Yeah, it's, it's been interesting, you know, just, um, you know, looking at, uh, gosh, the tools I'm using now and how I'm using them. And we were talking earlier a little bit about, you know, just 
you know, teams and obviously teams had this explosion during, you know, the pandemic. And, and I've seen a lot of articles. I saw an article, I can't remember who it was, but he was like, you know, I was out to hate teams and it's this big behemoth and it's got all this stuff. And all I really, really needed to do is I am with people kind of like, you know, Slack and, and, and now, you know, that he's six months, you know, or whatever, eight months in, he's like, this is actually pretty cool. And it helps me do all kinds of things. And <laughs> oh, it's, it's connected to all this other office stuff and huh, you know, and it, it's sort of, it's interesting, you know, that. Yeah. So people get won over to it. And cause I think a lot of people came to teams in 2020 for yeah. the video conferencing, because now we're all working remotely. And yep. so, and didn't necessarily understand the other pieces, like weren't pinning an important conversation or even right. poking around in the wiki. Like there's, you don't know what Teams does. Teams does too many things. Mm, yeah. Well, just like any other product with like Outlook, you know, I was talking about the example of, you know, seeing an email where people were asking for, you know, tell us some information about this particular thing. And, and, you know, you as a team, you know, deciding on a couple of things and, and instead of hitting reply all, I hit reply all in IM. And so I kicked the conversation from email into a team's chat, a group chat with all the people who got the message along with me. Right. And I think it threw people for a loop a little bit. Um, because they were like, well, uh, what's this I am about? And I was like, okay, it's about the email that was just sent. This is an I am group chat. Oh, okay. And they started sort of, and literally, I tell you what, I, I was concerned because not everybody likes teams, but I literally got, thank you for starting this thread. It's definitely easier to close via this. Yeah. And, you context shifted though, which is, you I know, did. I'm, I do a talk on, uh, building trust in teams. And one of the things I talk about is this idea of when do you change mediums? Like when is email not working that it makes sense that we should do a meeting about this or, you know, or whatever context shift that may be. So th there's literally a button in Outlook today in Office 365 mm -hmm. to shift context, to push it into a chat. Absolutely. Yeah. And I decided not only to take everybody on that two line, shift it into chat. I also added a person because you can add somebody. Right. Right. And so I added them and it said, add, don't share chat history, add all chat history. And I said, add all, cause I wanted him to see everything mm -hmm. in there. So I basically took the group, the group that was asking for the information, someone else that I knew was a key stakeholder and I pulled them into it too. And I'm literally watching this chat happen right now. Yeah. That's really you know? powerful and, because you also think yeah. about if it stayed in email, half the people are going to go, well, somebody else respond to this and ignore it. <laughs> the other half are going to spend a non-trivial amount of time trying to craft a comprehensive answer. Yes, absolutely. And so it's actually a bigger time sink. And it's and the person who wanted the answer also ends up with more to read and differences of opinion and interpretation. Exactly. So when you kick yeah. it to a chat and each person spits a sentence in, like piece by piece, you probably get a much better, easier to consume answer too. Yeah. And the ask was for a quick response within a day. Yeah. Too. Right. I don't know if I would have done it if it was a little few few more days out, like the due date. Mm -hmm. And first of all, praise due dates. Let me talk about that. Yeah. People who actually use a due date, when somebody says, Can I get your feedback on this? And it's just and I'm like, Well, when? Yeah. You know, I mean I, Because the implication then is immediately, right? I mean it's yeah, yeah. it's kinda of, it's there's an etiquette to this. It's kind of rude. 
to not, I mean, to not say, hey, I've got to answer this question by the end of the week. I'd love your feedback on. So, you know what my right. deadline is and, and yeah. the context of how far you should dive into it. Like, you do totally. not need to mount an expedition to answer this question. I need it by tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the fire drill bell, you know, like, I just, I, I have a huge, it, it is a pet peeve of mine. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. There's questions that get asked quickly that you need to respond to. That's kind of like on the fly, maybe a fire, fire drill, depending on what alarm it is. Right. But um, also, here's the thing. We're all human and we forget stuff and we also procrastinate. And then or you try to handle something yourself and maybe you shouldn't have. You should have asked for help or you should have delegated. All of those things are real. Yep. Right. And also, you know, the, the, the shower pipe bursts open in your house. Yeah. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's a million gazillion reasons. So here's the thing. Uh, the other thing is, it's about just being honest about, I couldn't get to this this week and it is due in like six hours or tomorrow. And I'm going to get it if I don't get this done. Yeah. And I'm, and I apologize for asking you to stop, but could you help me? Yeah. And, and the thing is that's real and human. And every time I've ever had that people respond well to it. Mm -hmm. The other piece of it is that, if you do that over and over and over and over yeah, again, you use up the goodwill, you use up the goodwill and you get the cry wolf sort of yeah. check box there. So it's not something good to do over and no. over again. But I think honesty, though, about these things is how we relate to each other as humans. And then we want to help each other. Instead, you're kind of like, seriously, you just asked me for this again. And you're creating a fire drill and making us do things. You know what I mean? Like yeah. You just it's tire. It's exhausting or it can be. Well, and I also think that the fast no from that too. Like it's also respectful when someone says, Hey, I need, I'm, I'm in a situation. I have to live this by the end of the day. Can you help me with? And you can immediately say, I yeah. can't, I'm up to my eyeballs. There's no way I'm going to get to it today. Absolutely. So that you, the, you, so that you don't allow them to hope. Right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. like, no, you need to go on to the next person because it's not going to be me. Right. You need to go out to the next circle of people that yeah. ask that question, right? <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And usually there's probably more than one person that can help you most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. But this is who you called first. And yeah. I, I'm a big believer in the fast. No, you know, the, yeah, just, I, like the, I, th I think it's very respectful as opposed to the reality most of the time, which is a slow no, which is mm -hmm. the kind of the worst thing. Yeah. Because you do just get left hanging. Do I ask someone else like... You know, you also don't want to be, I asked this person and, and then I went over and asked someone else. Now two people are working on it. Like that, that's, right, right. that's also disrespectful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. De I definitely think there's, it's etiquette and it's, and it's also just being open and honest about what, what you need, when you need it mm -hmm. and all of that. And just realizing also that, I don't know, like these days I am back to back in meetings from the moment I start and the end, I, I kind of feel like sometimes I'm like, okay, if I was actually going into an office, like, I don't know how I couldn't, I couldn't do the amount of things that I am yeah. actually getting done because well, you, you know, you walk in, you get a coffee, you know, depending on when you get in and then you have like, you know, another moment, it, it, it just, you go from sort of a productivity level of seven to eight hours back down to like three or four. Yeah. And then you have to work at night. Or on the weekend to catch up. I also think those breaks were important, right? Like I, you too. Somehow I miss us all struggling to make a conference call work because it was a moment yes. of a breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and back-to-back -back meetings make make for no, not a lot of creativity. Well, yeah, and they. I think they devalue the meeting as a whole. 
Like, mm-hmm. look, you need to take some notes. You need to take a breath. You have to set that stuff in your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- this is where I think the tooling sort of falls down. I know inside of Microsoft, they were talking about, hey, if I block out an hour, it's actually 50 minutes. So you don't have to show up right away. We are going to start 10 after, like that kind of thing. I was yeah. kind of looking for a widget that if I put up a calendarly block available of time, that the moment that block gets taken, the next 15 minutes is automatically blocked out. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? That's cool. I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. And it and huh. it's and it's for me, right? It's yeah. my time to take to get up, do a bio break, recharge the yep. caffeine, check on the mm-hmm. old dog. You know the things yeah. that I normally do, right? Yeah, yeah. You absolutely. Just, you know you have to restrict that availability to some degree. Yeah, well, and I feel I also think that it's it's sort of the basics of I don't know if it's project management or just time management. There was a class I think my first run at Microsoft way back that they put us into a time management course, you know, it's sort of like, you know, how in school you get taught, you know, um, trigonometry, but you don't get taught how to like balance your checkbook. Right. Right. Um, but so like, it's sort of some of those basic things of like the, the D's of like, do you delegate it, do it, delete it. There's another one. I can't remember what it is or file it, something like that. You know, um, those sorts of things that are just, people don't, don't do that. They feel like I have to have a zero inbox and I have to, you know, everything has got to be an email. And I don't know, I think the paradigm has shift on that with kind of the 19 year old that you were talking about. And then all of these other collaboration tools that yeah. we have outside our timing chips. And Heather, I'm going to interrupt for one moment for this very important message. This episode of Run As Radio is brought to you by the Humanitarian Toolbox. Humanitarian Toolbox builds open source software for disaster relief organizations. One of the leading projects called Two Weeks Ready helps individuals, families, and communities prepare for disasters using smartphones. HDBox builds and operates this and other applications on behalf of a variety of disaster response organizations, and they need your help. Go to htbox.org for more information or to make a tax-deductible donation. HTBox is a 501c3 U.S. registered charity. Your donations help support the creation of this life-saving software. Thanks. And we're back. I'm Richard Campbell. This is Run As Radio. That's my friend Heather Newman. And we've been talking a bit about, I don't know, it's not so much work-life balance as this etiquette of how we work and how we still have a life and whether the tools help me or not. This, I read a book ages ago. You throw a great book out with Debbie's book on work-life balance. Yep. The Powerful Engagement. Oh. Uh, and the, and the, fo- the, the, the focus of that book was to say, listen, don't worry about managing your time manage your energy oh wow yeah Yeah. i like that too well and it's like that's why you want that 10 minute break between meetings right it's the moment Mm. to recharge yep and uh, why you've got to find out what you need you know what you need to charge your batteries up are you the person who needs to go for a walk at lunch right not everybody does some people you know different people charge their batteries in different ways but that, that this is we all have the same amount of time the thing we mm-hmm. actually have to metric and measure and, and care for is our energy. Yep. Whatever that looks like for you. Mm, I agree. I mean, I, I, I think calendar and time management are a big part of life. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for me, I, I have to have things in my calendar, all of it, you know, because um, yeah. one, I don't want to miss things. I mean, and being late to meetings, it happens a lot. And it, it actually really is emotional labor for me mm-hmm. about how bad I feel about being late to things yeah. when I am late. 
you know, it's stressful. Um, and I just, I think it's rude. Kind of like we were talking about earlier or something else. It's, I just think it's rude. Yeah, you know, it's sure. time and good health are things you never get back unless you, you know, are Dr. Who and it's timey-wimey and that's a whole different, <laughs> you know, subject. Yes. But anyway, um, but you know what I mean? So it's sort of like for me, I'm, I, I try really hard to put things on my calendar and do all the trickery stuff of starting at a five after or starting at a 10 after and saving Fridays for no meetings. Mm-hmm podcasts and things I need to do and work on only brain space, creativity, writing, you know, and, and, and not write uh, like writing blogs and stuff like that, but truly just thinking about strategy on things that I need to work on for my team where I need to be innovative and have big ideas. And I need, I need a moment where I'm not in meetings, taking in information and, and giving opinions and all of that. I just need a moment to think about, okay, we want to build community. We want to empower people. Like what are, what are things that, that we want to bring forth? I yeah. need a moment to think about that. That's and the, there's that be inspired, you know, that sort of the leadership piece versus the management piece, right? And we mm-hmm. only get to, we, it seems like we get very little time to lead. And yeah. to really think mostly we're managing day in, day yeah. out the things and it'll consume everything if you, yep. if you let it, because yeah. there's, there's an infinite amount of it. Yeah, agreed. And I think some of it is some of it's top, top down and bottom up. I have to say I appreciate the there's a great sentiment at at Microsoft um, about, you know, how you manage meetings and what's what are business hours and all all of those things and and trying to get some cohesion on you know uh, no meeting Fridays or right. you know and and the thing is is if you work on a team where your time zones are all over the place you know you trying to also be inclusive to you know if you have a team in India you know like there's two times a day that work for that depending on where you are in the United States yeah. and so it's like you know you having people be on the phone at three o'clock in the morning is not fair you know um, on a regular basis and it also doesn't get good results right right exactly. like nobody's gonna benefit from that in the end it's not only mean yeah it's also yeah. ineffective yeah absolutely so you know I, I appreciate that and then so that's like top down and also you have to bring that bottom up of being you know a good model of those things too you know i have people in my life that are like well you know just because i do this doesn't mean that you have to do it and yeah i know that and everybody yes everybody says that but it's it's just a human nature modeling is human nature you know baby ducks do it with their parents you know and we do it with each other and so if somebody is you know, working in a, at night or doing sending or whatever, you just, th- there's still that reaction of like, um, okay, I probably need to do that too, or I need to react, or should I have a, and that's just, I mean, that's human nature, un- unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess. And so being a manager and a leader means understanding that what you do affects everyone else on your it's, team and yeah, around you. An example, whether you want it to be or not. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. what words matter and actions matter and how you manage time matters. It's it's all part of the the thing of us respecting each other and understanding that you are you are a model for everybody else that you yeah. work with. You know? well, and there's yeah, there's a, it's interesting when you look at it that way and then say and then they're saying don't model me. It's <laughs> it, it's incongruous, right? Like yeah. what you're also saying is, you know, don't worry about what I say, see what I do, right? Like you're, yeah. you're ultimately damaging yourself more uh, yeah. from that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and it also allows for when 
I don't know. If you're doing that, then is is something resourced correctly? Mm-hmm. Do you have enough people? You know, and if you perpetuate that, then you're consistently running things in a way that, you know, runs everybody down because you obviously don't have enough time to do what you do, which probably means your team doesn't have enough time to do what you do. So then nobody else knows that you're suffering or don't have enough people or time or whatever it is to get things done that you need to get done, right? You just continue to perpetuate you know, enabling bad behavior, I guess. Yeah. I have to wonder if at some point this, my analytics tool isn't going to pop up and tell me one day, you know, you're burned out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, like, like, what are you doing? Right. Like, I mean, I feel like there would be like a really good hair flip, you know, maybe like, I'd be, what are you doing? You know, like Cortana gets an attitude. Yeah, like, I know. Know, it's you know, like, I've been watching how you write emails and when you've been working and so forth, and you must be burned out. <laughs> and I am shutting you down. Yeah, that's you know? it. Like, oh my God. Speaking of that, fun, sort of, you know, somebody dealing with you in that way, have you seen Upload? The the, the TV series? Yes. yes. Holy cow. Oh, that was so funny. Speaking of, you know, being controlled by something else and other people, you know, yeah. all of that stuff. Wow. Like, yeah, don't want to give I that one away. It's well worth yeah, yeah. the view, right? Yes, uh, it's it's worth the view. It was on sci-fi it was on, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I just did like three last night and was like, oh! <laughs> I was just like, this is, I was like, one more, one more. My yeah. boyfriend was like, okay, enough. We're going yeah. to bed. I was All like, nighter. okay. No, it's, it's, it's sort of a comedy black mirror, I swear. Like, it's yes. just a little too on point. Yeah, it's on definitely on the nose. Yeah, but yeah. no kidding. Yeah. I... I've talked about this on a few other shows here and there, this idea of the sovereign app, right? Like for a long time, Outlook was the sovereign app. It's the first thing you open at the beginning of the day. It's it's your reference. Like where do you go for what am I doing today? You know, what did I leave behind and so forth? And and I would argue it's because it has your schedule. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, it's Teams now. Well, because Teams has your schedule. Yeah, Teams got my calendar. Yeah, so. and that's what matters. And I can do like the Teams phone app is so good that mm-hmm. I can look on my phone. Yeah, you know, I start with Teams now. But I got to think for for you as someone who works hard with folks doing software adoption, like to see that sovereignty change is when you know yeah. you've you've mo- the Teams evolved. You know, it's gone on to the next thing. If you look at Teams first versus Outlook first, yeah, I know you're in a different place. Yeah, I feel it's, I'm in a different place, but I feel like that's, I'm, it's not that I'm special or an anomaly, but I also had it sort of drilled into my head, actually working on the team's engineering team with Caruana Gatimu. She, like, frankly, she doesn't do a whole lot of email. Right. Because, and that team's team, like very much at Microsoft, they work in teams, you know, and they're using the product in the ways that I think that it's meant to be used. And so um, it is not as prevalent, I think. Um, for that. And so that sort of bled into SharePoint Office 360, you know what I mean? Like, and so on, on the business application side of things, I think we definitely use it. Um, But I don't know if I would say teams that I work with use it as much as the other side of the house. Yeah. I guess it depends on the organization, but I also think there's a cultural element that too, like younger Mm -hmm. folks tend to have only the phone to communicate with and teams is better at that than, than email is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I still these days, if I need something for certain people, depending, it's it, it's email for sure. Mm-hmm. And if I also am writing something that I, let's say, want a serious sort of record of, 
that CYA type of email. Yeah. Well, it's email. Was it email? It, I didn't. I didn't say CYA teams. I said yeah, CYA email. email. <laughs> but I think it's also it speaks to the that email comes with a layer of formality. Yeah, absolutely, a layer of formality and also a layer of retention mm-hmm. that's different. You know, like chats. You know, depending on retention policies and all of those sorts of things, how long does the chat stay? Is it there forever? Can you find it again? Is it if you say something important, if you have to go back and say, who said what's he, you know, this, that, whatever, is it in an email? You can hit search and go, right. You know, and in chat, we we have e discovery tools in exchange. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, and, and I think that's something, you know, when I've, being on the board of AIM for a long time, um, dealing with, you know, information management professionals and having those conversations. We had big chats mm-hmm. um, at those meetings about, you know, what about WhatsApp and what about, you know, Facebook Messenger and what about all of these places where people, you know, a few years ago would never, they weren't using them for business, right. you know, it's more personal. And then all of a sudden, you know, the only way I, I was being able to get a hold of certain people was through a different, a certain medium that wasn't Outlook, right. or I didn't know their email address. But I certainly was, I was connected to them on Facebook because we're friends there. So I could be like, hey, I still to this day do not do tons of business on Facebook Messenger, but I will if I can't find someone. Yeah. I can get them groping there. around in the medium. And I, and I found, yeah. I found myself in the past year or two, actually asked the question. It's like, what is your preferred communication medium? Like, what do you, where are you? Cause I got one of everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got it all. I yeah. mean, I, you know, and, but where but, would but, I yeah. likely find you? And it's like, this person hangs out in Slack. This person hangs out in teams. Yeah. 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 There's some things that I don't really use. And I'm always sort of like, mm, nope, like Google hangouts, not my thing. No, but, but, you know, but I have WhatsApp like everybody else, especially being an international traveler and connected to and speaking at all these different places. But I mean, we watched what a week or two ago where like f- what 40 million people or something like that left, left WhatsApp and all went to Signal. Right. And bust broke sin- signal. Buried back Signal. In. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> know, and I've been using Signal for a couple of years now because I had a cybersecurity client and a drone client and some other folks that would not speak to me. Unless you're on Signal. That's Unless I was way. on signal. Yeah. It was like Edward Snowden says. I was like, okay, you know. Well, <laughs> 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 no, but literally, and so I've been using it now for a really long time. And mm-hmm. I, I love that app, actually. Um, and I was happy to see more people going to it, you know. Yeah. Um, especially with they changed their privacy laws. And people actually paid attention for the first time, seemingly, in a while. Where people were like, what? You know. So, and I, I wonder if it wasn't an overreaction, but those guys maybe. earned an overreaction too. Like, I'm not unhappy if it was. It's like, it's fine. Yeah. You know, people have been underacting to you for a long time too. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, I don't know. I just, I feel like right now with the year that we've had with the pandemic mm-hmm. and with, you know, uh, protests and political and everything else that's been going on, I feel like the healthy workplace culture wellness all of that stuff should be being talked about and Mm -hmm. paid attention to on a level that is 
just grander than it has before. Because a lot of those things sometimes where they were like, oh, that's it. That's I, I call it the ooey gooey. Right. It's the, you know, it's like the, the ooey gooey part of like whatever you're doing. It's not, you know, metrics and the this and the success. It's it's the how does it feel? It's like when, when you're running a community as well. It's like how much how many active users do we have and how many things are we doing and how many people do we have? And no, 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 no. And, and those are all measures. Those are all good things Hard to measures. measure. That's part of. Yeah. Part of health. But it's also like, how many people said, oh my goodness, this was awesome, yeah. or I made a life changer, or my career got better, or I figured something out by attending this, or being a part of that, or talking to this person, or whatever. And that ooey gooey stuff is harder. Sure. It's, I, I guess it's NSAT, and I guess it's, you know, like surveys it's and almost, stuff. But it's but also, I would look at his character. Like, did, yeah. we, did we manage a crisis well? You know, when I think about a community, community's moments where you, people come out and go, I'm so glad I'm part of the community. It's because something went wrong and yeah. then we dealt with it right. Like the character of the community showed. Yeah. And, and that is, it's a kind of etiquette to that. I think what we you know, when I think about what we've been talking about for the past half hour or so, it's like, it's a lot mm -hmm. of what... We were taught etiquette as kids, right? The please, the thank you, you know, stand up when someone comes in the room, like all of those sorts of things. And here we are in this different culture and this different time with these different tools. Right. And there are new etiquettes emerging. Absolutely. And, and I don't yeah. know that I think a lot of it's implicit. Mm -hmm. You know, and I and I have the good fortune to work with young people who have a set of etiquettes that I've studied and then ask them about and they don't. As is with most etiquettes, it's implied behavior, not intended behavior. Nobody told them, you know, you text before you call, uh, right. you know, that sort of right. thing. But it's what yeah. they have done. And I think what we're looking at now as a byproduct of, of the pandemic of 2020 is a new set of etiquettes that we're learning. Yeah. Uh, and based around what had been what has been coming for some time, which is that attention is scarce and valuable. And yeah. has to be treated with respect. Just attention alone. Mm -hmm. Attention and uh, we talked about energy mm -hmm. earlier too. You know, the, the quote that I want on the t-shirt. Oh, do not put energy into things you do not want more of. <laughs> I love it. You, you gave it the uh, the eyebrow raise yeah, too. Yes. The big eyebrow. <laughs> but, but, you know, the way that I, and it's as I go to respond to something, right? It's like, you know, email comes in. You look at it and you're like, I know the answer to this. And, there, and there's a part of you, the school kid is like, ooh, ooh, I know the answer. I know the answer, right? Like, I'm going to I'm gonna drop everything. I'm going to put my energy into this. And then it, I, I stop myself. And it's like, do you want more of this? Because the energy mm -hmm. you're putting in right now is a signal. Yep. You should give me more of this. Yeah, absolutely. And are you the right person to answer? Mm -hmm. Should it be someone else on your team? Should you take it into a group I am? Right. Like, well, I it benefits that. to others. Yeah, you know, she, is it a teaching moment? Like, this is better. This is in the wiki. You could have gotten it there. Like, those yeah. kinds of things that actually decrease the pressure on our attention because that's yeah. the resource we're struggling for. Absolutely. And it's that and – and all of these things – have emotional labor mm -hmm. around them. you know it's it's not emotional labor like Whoa! like it's it's that you have to take a moment and and you're thinking through the puzzle of what we just talked about mm -hmm. for a second you know should i should i not what should i say and then you start it and then you're like oh and then you're an hour in and you're like oh my goodness you know i have so much oh, i 
I, I have slides to do, yeah. or I have to go pick up my dog or whatever it is, you know, and you, you just, you've just like not wasted, but definitely given time and attention and energy to something that maybe didn't need it or didn't yeah. need it in that moment yeah. or needed to be pushed off to someone else, you know, using a search engine rather than asking, you know, asking somebody, you know, that question of, you know, I've sent the emails like you were saying that mm -hmm. said, here's where this is on Google. Yeah. There's an answer to yeah. this already. And you could have found it yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, ra allowing yourself to be rabbit holed essentially. Yeah. It's like off I went, yeah. you know, is that, that yeah. that's amusing. Uh, if not necessarily the right use of your time. So, yeah. And, it, and I do think this scarcity of attention means that, uh, that we hope that everyone is more thoughtful that mm -hmm. when you go to the effort of sending me a message is because you do think I'm uniquely qualified to answer this. This is the right place to go. It's a compliment yeah. in that sense, but it's, it also may be incorrect. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, yeah. And I think we're learning about video too, you know, about mm -hmm. being on video and, you know, it's like, and uh, how to start meetings, how to, how to, you know, do you use the camera? Do you not? You know, it's like, I don't know. Do I, do I, curl my hair every day and put on like a faux fur and the lipstick and stuff. No, I don't. Not every day, a lot of days. Cause I do like doing that, but mm -hmm. you know, it's like every morning being, and you would do this if you were going to work, right. Yeah. Going physically into work, you would be all judged and dressed and all of that stuff, you know, but just the amount of time that we're on camera and the back to back meetings for me, it's in a lot of them I'm in charge of, or I'm, uh, definitely on giving opinions. And I feel, I feel an obligation to turn my camera on when I'm speaking Yeah. A, a, as a leader, all of those things, just so that people can see my face and also see my reactions to things. Cause you know, when you don't have that, you, you misinterpret, I think a lot of the times, you know, or. And I also think it's a very powerful etiquette of everyone turns on the cameras at the beginning of a meeting and does their introductions. Yeah. And then we turn off our cameras so that it's easier to focus on the person focus. who's speaking. Yes. And exactly. that when you go to ask your question, you turn that camera on. It's like, I don't think anybody no. wrote these down, but, no. but I see <laughs> them happening. And I'm like, yeah, this yeah. is a new <laughs> etiquette emerging. Mm, and people are starting to write these things down, but yeah, it's like, it's also, when you don't have a chance to eat because you have no time, can you say, you know what, everybody, I'm going to keep my camera off unless you're asking me a question because I need to eat my lunch Yeah. or whatever, you know, yep. but, or then, you know, you get the, per and you got cats and dogs and kids running around and then you got some people who got their, you know, feet up on the thing and you're like, I'm, I'm presenting right now. Could you, in your like this pose, like turn that off turn for a it second. Off. Nobody needs to see that. And, and so, and it's not like, anybody's wrong necessarily, but it is this emerging thing and, and also how to interrupt each other or get excited. And there's the hand raise in teams where you can raise a hand and also knowing to pay attention for that yeah. so that you can hear all the ideas and, and all of that. So there's, you're right. Like there's this whole new sort of etiquette that's come out with all of this stuff, depending on the medium, mm -hmm. you know, I've definitely yeah. got one fellow I'm working with now where we do our meetings while walking our dogs in our respective cities. And it was one yeah. of those things where he said, I, re I, I, I really need to, I really want to walk my dog. Do you mind if I do this voice only on the phone? I'm like, oh my God, such a good idea. I'm going to mm -hmm. do that too. Let's walk our dogs, right? As a, but he was also the etiquette of like, you're not going to see me on camera. I'm going to be out with my dog. Is that okay? Totally. Let's reschedule right. if you need it a different way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I feel like one-on-ones with teams, team members or people like that, 
we, unless somebody doesn't want to, for mm -hmm. whatever reason, that I, I'm going to be present on camera with you, yeah. you know, so you can see my face and that sort of thing. And also just, there's so much that we're sharing to see because we're not together because right. we can't whiteboard. We can't, you know, we can whiteboard on, but, but different, you know what I mean? So you can't sit here together and talk about something. Yeah. And so there's all this, the sharing of materials and, and co-authoring that's happening at the same time. And all these things that I really love, but it also tethers you to your potential desktop in a way that's different. And also like when you're on your phone, you know, trying to look at an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. It's kind of tough, kind of tough, a little small, yeah. a little tricky, yeah. not a lot of screen space there. You know, and you're like this and you're like this and you're trying to you know, or whatever and like put, put in your AirPods and take your AirPods out and then put on your Jabra and take it off. You know, it's like, I have like all kinds of things here that I'm like, this is for when I do it this way. And this is for when I do it that way, you know, and I'm lucky that I have the privilege of being able to have all this silly, wonderful stuff at my fingertips, you yeah, know, have that, those choices. Yeah. Well, and, and equipment that's the other thing yeah. it's like i had a friend this guy that was working with on something and i and he was like finagling around and i was like what's going on with you and he was like oh it's just you know i i, I have I, i'm working off my surface and i was like you don't have a monitor and he was like no and i was like oh okay and <laughs> i just i was like it was like i have three i have three right here yeah. you know and because i that's yep. i have to i've got so much going on and i choose to do that but yeah, and he didn't. He didn't even think to like get one. He's like hovered on his, you know, dining room table over a surface for the last however long. Yeah, yeah. Funny how people get they they don't think about changing the space or controlling the tooling. Yeah, and and just you know a better camera, a better microphone, more screens, like just yeah. Just it, think, the, the, there's stuff we do every day. Like they're worth spending a little money on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That lazy boy with the massage thing in it. Not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> Not the worst thing in the world at all. So, uh, we, Heather, we have grabbed a few good links for folks along the way. Any places you point folks when they're thinking more about how they should be using their tools, how they, it will serve them better? Yeah, I mean, I in the Microsoft arena, I, honest, I, I'm going to mention her name again, but mm -hmm. Caruana Gatimo. Yeah. Um, and I, we work a ton together. We we speak together. We speak together on this subject a lot yeah. too about wellness and diversity and mental health and all of that sort of thing. So her blogs are great mm -hmm. um, about that, and she does a lot of it just from uh, the team's blog itself. Um, she's done a whole series on remote working and all of that, and um, we also have some of that from coming out of our team of working from home as well. And I can point you to those things. Um, I think also. I just pointed someone to Jason Stevenson mm -hmm. who uh, has those beautiful meditative for sleep. Um, you can find him on YouTube or, and it's all free, but he literally, he's got this gorgeous voice. It's sort of like headspace and other things, but it's really about um, going to sleep. It's not about it's, you can use it for meditation, but I think right now people are having trouble sleeping. I've heard that a lot yeah. from friends and, and stuff. And so having that calming sort of voice, um, there's also, uh, a, you can find it on Spotify or YouTube as well, but there's this whole theory about the certain tones of sound that are restful and also re rejuvenating for your body as well. So you can just say rejuvenating tones um, and that search for that instead of, you know, you can Heather it too. I'll, I'll tell it. I'll tell you. <laughs> um, but, uh, I'll, I'll but, put the links in the show notes. Yeah, but those are good too. So I, yeah. those as well. Um, and then there's a bunch of MVPs, you know, um, Daryl as a service. 
um, who's out of New Zealand. Um, he's a fellow oh, well, MVP in the office space. He writes a lot about mental health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Daryl Webster, but he's Daryl as a service on Twitter. Love it. Um, yeah. So I think there's a, a lot of people in our space in the team's space. Laurie Potmeyer, who runs the team's uh, uh, community, one of my counterparts, um, she's writing great blogs about that sort of thing as well. So, yeah. Awesome stuff. Uh, Heather, so good to talk to you. Congratulations on the new role. Sound like you're having some fun and uh, some great thinking. I really appreciate your time. You betcha. Always a pleasure, Richard. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you next time on Run As Radio. 